0: It's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Roadsport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease of financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that. Because of 25 years of experience, so be sure to give Ray and his team a call. 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Roadsport Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. What's going on, guys? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today. And I got a good one. I got a fellow podcaster here with me. One half of my favorite podcasts, actually... These guys are from Harlem. They are two of the funniest dudes you'll ever catch on the internet. They got way more subscribers than I do. They got like 1,200. Oh. I'm sitting at 98. So, oh, man. But it's, it's all love. It's all love, you Kenneth. You make it feel he, good, man. You make it so great, man. Here you go. Please welcome one half of the Dirty Heels, Kenneth Stone, to Straight Talk Wrestling.
1: Kenneth Stone, a.k.a. Kofi Wiest, And You got to give the people what they want. I'm sorry. I'm kind of looking at two screens right here. But, hey, I, I, I am happy to be here. I'm usually the guy who's uh running from the camera. Uh, usually his good brother, Bove, he's always, uh, I always got him always in the mix. Usually I'm out of the camera, so. But well, I'm good. here.
0: We, we, we put both to the side today, and now it's your yeah. time to shine. It's, so. it's my time. <laughs> you much gotta give the people both. what they want. Yeah, you know, we, watch
1: you. we always watch you. We always, we always watch the interviews. Uh, I think I watched the interview with the good brothers at least four or five times.
0: Much love. I appreciate so definitely,
1: that. definitely, man, definitely, we definitely love it. The view, I mean, the the followers really don't matter to us. The subscribers don't matter. We just happy that people are paying attention, and and that's really the the main thing with us right now. Absolutely. And look, that's that's good, brother calling right now.
0: Oh, look at that! Oh, he decided to grace us with his presence. Did he? Yeah, I, I'm,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore him real quick. He's making sure I'm doing my job.
0: all right so what as we were talking before i push record we're going to call this kind of the state of the union this is going to drop sometime in november and it's great to work with other podcasters on this because we're both wrestling fans so we're going to talk about each promotion give it about 10 12 minutes on each and then move on to the next one and we're going to kind of grade them a for you know greatness b for so so c for subpar and no d we're going to pass right by d and go straight to f for fails oh definitely So the first one off the hop I want to do is one of my favorite promotions. It's a promotion that I've interviewed a ton of their roster, uh, Impact Wrestling. I love what these guys are doing across the board. I love how they have rejuvenated the product. And I love everything from the tag team side of stuff. It's no secret. Like you said, you watch the Good Brothers interview. So, you know, I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. Yes. I love what they're doing. Now, this is going to air after Back Bound for Glory, which drops Mm -hmm. next weekend. But I think that the Good Brothers are going to hoist those titles come Saturday. What is your thoughts on the Impact Wrestling product, especially the tag team division? All right,
1: see for me, Impact, I was not an Impact fan at all. And what I mean, I went from not being an Impact fan to actually staying up on Tuesdays watching Impact. I couldn't stand Impact. Ah, <laughs> uh, This is the truth. Good brother was like, oh, you gotta watch it. Good brother got me into watching it. Um, what got me into watching Impact, I think it was a storyline, stuck out a little better it got a little better and then over the karam um, during the whole COVID, the storyline just stuck out and got a little better got a little better and then um i started really watching it with the whole ec3 I, plus i'm a big moose fan i just i was i'm a big moose fan i just didn't like the direction they were going i didn't know where they were going but they had some things that stuck out for me for the most part like i was a big moose fan i do like uh EC3, um, it's a couple other guys there I like, but I just didn't know where they were going with it. But right now, I think they're going great, especially since the pandemic with all the guys they picked up, the new guys they picked up. And they're not even, like, just pushing them out there, putting them out there. They're sprinkling these new guys out there little by little. The tag team division, um, my favorite were the Rascals. I'm just not sure what's going on with them, but uh, I did love that i don't know the guys who had the the tag team titles just now um, uh it was
0: the north and then motor city machine guns took it motor from. city machine guns
1: i like the way they fought motor machine i honestly thought they should have won from motor city machine guns because i honestly didn't know much about these guys coming into watching it because i didn't like i said i didn't really watch impact so going into this i didn't really watch it but it, it kind of made me watch it more of uh, the motor machine guns and uh, I don't know the other kid's name. Like I said, I don't really watch too much of Impact as lately. Fair enough. But fair uh, the kid with the purple hair, the Joker kid. Oh, Ace Austin. Ace, Ace Austin. Austin. Yeah. And I love him, Ace Austin and his partner. So, like, when him and the Good Brothers were going at it, I kind of, like I said, I just watch it and it, it amuses me. I don't I don't down it, don't downplay. I won't change the channel. I won't, for the most part, for me, since I'm a new watcher, I, I think it's unpredictable for me. I don't really know what's going on. I really which is better for me. And I don't want it to be predictable. I hate predictable.
0: So then for you, it's something fresh and it's something new. And you as a new Impact watcher, which welcome to the team, because we love to have more watchers on the team. Yes. As far as it stands for you for being a new watcher, what you've seen so far, what would you grade the Impact product? I would would give it a B. Okay, okay. I would give it a B and only like, I can't
1: give it an A is because I would say the crowd. Right. Right. I would give it a, I, w- I would just say the crowd, that's it. Because for the most part, the storylines are great. Um, I love all the wrestlers. I can't say anything wrong with the wrestling. I can't say there's anything wrong backstage because I really don't know what's going on. But for the most part with me, I love the wrestling. I like the little storylines. I like the way they sprinkle these guys in. They don't make everybody like, one person is not the main superstar of impact. You get what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just because you have the belt doesn't mean you're the main superstar, you know? And I do like the way they do that. They don't make anybody one man bigger than the whole team. And and, you know,
0: everybody plays their part for the most part with me. So
1: I do, do like those guys.
0: All right, perfect. I I, I see your grade and I only am gonna raise it a little bit because I have been an Impact fan for so long. I'm gonna give it a solid eight all around because I love who they brought in at Slammiversary with all the releases. I love the addition of the Good Brothers. I love seeing EC3 and Eric Young back home where they belong and where they can actually be utilized. That's the problem yes, that's, you have too many dudes in a roster, too many great talents. It gets oversaturated and people get lost. And how the WWE never gave Eric Run a young or Eric Young a run blows my mind. Blows my fucking mind. Another thing I might have to give impact an A though. Okay. All around
1: okay. for this. They don't have that many tag teams. But their tag teams are better than WWE's roster tag teams. Yes. Yes, and I just want to point that out there. I cannot give you a handful of Impact tag teams, but the three that I do know are better than what's going on in Raw and SmackDown right now. You know the way they handle the division. I love the Rascals. The Rascals are my probably one of my favorite tag teams. You know, and I started watching the Rascals because of Impact. You know, um, when Trey just fought the other week. uh, who did he fight? He fought. Did both of them fight, or was it one of them? I'm not sure, but they fought not too long ago. And I, I you know, I like those guys. I like Trey, uh, Wentz, Men, and the other. I can't really remember these guys' names. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> That's okay. <It's> terrible,
0: <laughs> you know. It's probably the weed. <laughs> but um, Definitely the weed. Definitely the weed. That's okay. It's all legal, and it's all. It's, it doesn't have to be with dissolay more. You can't taste for glaucoma. It's just you like it. You like it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> But definitely, I love those guys. And like
1: I said, their tag team is way better than WWE's. It's doing way better. It's flourishing. But if you ask me, give these guys a couple, i give them two more years. And they're going to be the tag team. They're going to have the best tag team in the whole, you know, in the whole world right now, to me, if you ask me.
0: Give it a couple I, years. I'm not going to disagree with you at all. I agree with you all. I just think,
1: I, I think for me, they don't have, they have just enough. You know, whereas AEW have too many. Uh. Raw and SmackDown have enough, but they just don't put them out there as tag teams. They're more into making their own, doing their own thing. I don't know what's going on with those belts right now.
0: Let's let's talk WWE for a second because uh, it seems that we're on this tag team wavelength. How do you feel about what they're doing over there now with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend together with them breaking up uh, the New Day after such a fantastic multi-year run? And now we know that Big E is probably going to get a hardcore singles push, which I think he deserved, you know, three years ago, to be honest, Big E's a star mm-hmm. in his own right. And I Definitely. don't think, I don't, I, I hate it when they throw tag teams together. Cause it's like, well, we have these great talents. They're under contract. We don't want to lose them. Oh, Hey, let's make a tag team. And then let's do some uh, borderline semi-racist stuff at first by making them all preachers and making mm-hmm. them all godly and worthy. And then, okay, let's flip it where they're just three guys who believe in positivity and it worked on so many levels. When it started, it did not work. It did not. Where it is now, it absolutely worked. And then it was heartbreaking a few weeks ago to see, like Big E looked like he was gonna cry. He did. And that was, for a fan, that's what I love about the realness. When certain realness creeps through, it makes it more tangible. It makes you hurt or cheer a little bit more. But with the WWE product and what they've done in the pandemic, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Kenneth, the Thunderdome hurts my eyes. I can only watch it for about 45 minutes before I gotta take a break. There's too much light there. You know? Do you agree with me or do you? Yeah. Just- no, you're right. For me, um,
1: I think there is too much light. You got to squinch a little bit. It's a lot. I kind of like the way NXT did it. Dim the lights down a little bit. Definitely. But for me, the tag team and um WWE, for me, I'm I'm one of the biggest New Day fans. One of the biggest. Uh, I love the New Day. I said this was gonna happen months and months ago. I knew they were going to do it months and months ago. It was just how they were going to do it, the leading up to it. For me, it doesn't make sense because how are you going to feed Big E to the people? For me, is uh, how are you going to feed the people? Are you going to make him a face and then give him the same push as Kofi Kingston and then let him lose against Roman or win against Roman? We all know he's not going to win against Roman because WWE is just too predictable for me. You know what I mean? 100%. It's too predictable. So for me, it's just putting him in an awkward position of, hey, trying to make whatever works, works, you know, for me.
0: Right. And I, I, I it's, not no, it's no secret that I am not a Roman Reigns fan. I actually can't. I am not either. man. I can't. I think he's one dimensional. I think he's nowhere yes. near his family lineage. I think they push this guy too much because for whatever reason, Vince McMahon just loves his big dopey boys. I stopped <laughs> watching
1: SmackDown last night. Lots of times I'm one of those, I'm one of those big people. I will stop watching wrestling right then and there because I can tell you what's gonna happen the rest of the and if it's too predictable like I said, if it's too predictable for me, I'll cut it off. I'll watch anime or something. And last night, what they did to Braun Strowman, I was like, really? Braun Strowman, really? The same guy who lifted up a an ambulance, threw you out off, almost took your body, almost took your life. Braun Strowman, you're taking him down like ease now. And it just made him look so, so weak. Yes, he's moving to another brand, but you made him look so, so weak just to make Roman look so, so strong. And I did not like it. I was like, I understand the storyline once again. I do. But don't sacrifice someone who's pretty much okay. He's okay. Braun Strowman is one of my favorite wrestlers with WWE. You know? He's one of the reasons why I watch it. I like the guy, you know, but don't sacrifice his little bit of career to put this guy up. And the thing I say about Roman is they've been pushing him, pushing him, pushing and pushing and pushing him, to the point where, like, all right, eventually people have no other choice but to be like, all right, it's Roman. Okay, it's Roman. Okay. Eventually they're gonna push to the point where people already don't like him. Now he's healed. Eventually we're just gonna hate everything. Now we're gonna be like, oh, this again. Like, that's how I feel with the Seth Rollins and Dominic. I hate it. You know, my girlfriend walks in, she says, oh, this is on again, they're still fighting. She says, how long are they gonna fight? They've been fighting forever. And this is true. You know, I just think for me, the storylines of WWE are a little super predictable and the people who should be thrown under or not even thrown under. The people who could be misutilized a little bit, they don't don't do it. Like, Braun Strowman shouldn't have taken that beat down last night, you know? Could have taken anybody else, not Braun Strowman, you know? And speaking of, we talking tag team. Tag teams that don't make sense. Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro. Don't make sense. These are tag teams, and then it had the nerve to have Sheamus in a match with them to fight the new day. Now, one, you break up a perfectly fine tag team for Sheamus and Cesaro to put in with Nakamura, who should have won the championship a long time ago at WrestleMania. So, like for me, it's just they're just taking these guys and like uh, just further and further and further and further down to the point where. People are not going to want to see it. People are not going to see these guys, you know? Because now for me, is when when they come on TV, it's so predictable for me, I'll literally just change the channel.
0: There's nothing that you said that I ever can disagree with. I think that if Bob were here, I would say, Bob, you're fired. I'm now the newest member of the Dirty Heels because we're just Definitely. on the wavelength. It's 100% true. They oversaturate. They throw together tag teams. My former co-host, when he was on the show, it's mm-hmm. a great saying that they would, WWE, right before Raw, they would have a whiteboard. And they would literally take stuff and just throw it against the whiteboard and see what would stick. And they'd be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, let's put Cesaro with Sheamus and let's call them the bar. And it did work. That's one of the yeah. few times it worked well. But now these throwing together tag teams... They suffer. It's because, okay, we can't give you a singles run because there's too many singles, guys. So I'm going to put you in here. I'll give you a little bit of extra money because you're going to have a title on you. We're going to throw you together for a bit and then we'll have one turn on the other eventually. Not sure which one. We'll let you know when it'll happen. And that, the plan doesn't work for me.
1: Like, I think um, right now, the whole, I didn't like Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler from the gate. I think they were the, the worst. I they just think like they should.
0: these porn stars that got got th- fired from the porn business. That's Yes,
1: that matter. so they need to just get rid of the gimmick. Get just get rid of it. I, I wish Bobby Roode would just get rid of the glorious. It was cool I, in the beginning.
0: Yes, 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 it was. Just,
1: let's go. Let's get, go ahead and get rid of it. Let's try something new. Let's revamp ourselves. And I think the problem sometimes uh, WWE be scared to uh, let their wrestlers revamp themselves or think outside the box sometimes.
0: They are restricted. I mean, we all know what happened with the Twitter accounts and any other kind of account. Vince McMahon, I was taking control of all that. And AEW takes shots at that quite frequently. We'll get into that in a second. But everything you're talking about, I agree with. Uh, We already know that Hell in a Cell is going to be very predictable. We know everything that's going to happen. But the one bright spot for me during this whole COVID period, during this whole WWE 2020 struggle that has been, has been the emergence of the feet. I love the character. I'm a big fan oh. of the dark characters. I love everything that they were doing. I love the Firefly Funhouse, House, the Mister Rogers, yes. and the psychoticness. I love all of, all of it. But now with Alexa Bliss as potentially Sister Abigail, that's a head scratcher for me. I believe that Sister Abigail from the get go should have been Nikki Cross. Mm. You agree with me on that?
1: Yes, I do. Which is crazy. Is if Good Brother Bob was here, he'd be clapping for you right now. He'd be clapping for you. <laughs> Because we've said this months and months and months ago that they misutilized Nikki Cross. I said, that's why she isn't as I said, honestly, if you ask me, Nikki Cross should be the champion right now. You know what I mean? She should be because of her status. You know what I mean? Like, she's fought. She's been there. She hasn't been hurt. She's actually been there. Um, Maybe when they took her from Sanity, they could have done that some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, the Alexa Bliss thing, it's okay for me because i'm like all right it's new let's see where this works let's see where this goes but until i i start cringing and say all right this is a little too predictable all right this is just not working for me then i'll you know i'll change up but i don't mind nikki cross being being um sister abigail i don't actually know how that didn't happen i don't know why that didn't happen her character is basically a different version of it you know she's from sanity i don't I'm not sure, but I guess they wanted writers. to go with the whole, but once again, they wanted to go with the whole Braun Strowman, Alexa Bliff, love triangle thing they were trying to do, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Lots <sighs> what of What can we say though? What can we say that hasn't already been said that so many wrestling fans are frustrated with the product? But here's the problem, much like when hockey fans or basketball fans are frustrated with the product, everybody bitches and complain. Everybody goes to social media. But I tell you right now, if every wrestling fan that's watching this episode would turn off Raw for the entire night and not watch it, I I guarantee you the next week, Raw would change everything. If their ratings dropped dramatically, if the Thunderdome was all black because nobody signed in to be on TV for 15 fucking seconds and be instructed to go, woo, or yeah, boo. If they weren't instructed to do that and nobody showed up, Vince McMahon would probably have a fucking heart attack and die, and then Triple H would slide in and be like, "Okay, cool. Let's change everything now. He's dead. The Wicked Witch of the fucking West is dead." Now that is true,
1: shit. and that is a hundred percent true. A hundred percent true. There's nothing because for me, like I said, I will cut it off. I do not care. Does it doesn't matter to me? I'll watch highlights in the morning on the way to work. I don't care because for me, this is what I love. And if if it becomes just over. If it just becomes stupid to me or anything that I just don't like, I'd be like, yo, you know, this could be better. I don't need to watch it. You know, I would turn it off in a second. For me, I turn it off in a second. I'll watch YouTube or something.
0: I give it so, 20 minutes every Monday and every Friday. If the first 20 minutes doesn't hook me, I'm on to the next. Really? Yeah. Thir- Wednesdays are the days I usually just stay in there. I'm like, hey,
1: I'm going to watch this all the way out. Yeah. You know? I'll watch Wednesdays all the way out. But Mondays, Tuesdays, I'll I'll go from segment to segment, like maybe, you know, but like I said, if it's too predictable and that becomes a problem for me, predictable, you know?
0: So we've taught, we we basically outlined everything that's wrong with the product. What's your grade? I know my grade, if you, but I'll let you go yours. I, you know,
1: it would be hard for me to give WWE a grade because I love the wrestlers and I cannot blame the wrestlers once again, because, when you're giving something, you make lemon, you know, you try to make lemons out of it, you know? And I can't can be, I'm gonna give him a C. I gotta give him a C because like predictability for me, you know, like I could literally watch it and be like, oh, this is gonna happen. This is gonna, ha- oh, oh, here he comes. You know, I usually, I watch it with my girl. I'll be like, oh, watch this. Someone's coming from the back. Watch, he's gonna get attacked. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, it's predictable. It's just, you know, just know. You know? Uh,
0: I don't ever want to watch a movie with you that you've seen 80,000 times over. You're the guy in the theater that gave away that Bruce Willis is dead in The Sixth Sense. You're that yep, That is you're me. That, that is me. That is me. You know, I I on the other hand am going to give him a straight up F. The product has been nothing but a down spiral for me and you're right. I can't blame the wrestlers, but I can blame everybody backstage from the CEO yes. to the COO to the writers to Paul Heyman to everybody. How many times has Paul Heyman been hired and fired as the head of the raw writing team? It's been a ridiculous amount of time. And that, and that also becomes a problem
1: when you fire and hire someone. And then the person you fire are looking for their best interests. You know, like, it's not like Paul Heyman's out here looking to become the, uh, Vince McMahon. No, he's out here looking for himself to become the best Paul Heyman. He could be, you know what I'm saying? He wants to be the man. He wants to eventually run the company or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So like, I can't blame Paul Heyman either, but you can't undercut people, you know. And it, once again, it's business, and you know, I don't know, business for people, man. You know, I just, I just feel like they should change drastically. I, I give, I give. For me, if they don't change within the next two years, they will go down. They will go under. Like this, I think Impact should have showed them how to change under small uh, under dire circumstances. Because these circumstances formed a new impact, if you ask me. Like, this whole new impact, because of W. this whole corona, impact has gotten better. Because of corona, WWE has gotten worse. So like, I don't know. Impact, they should work. I don't think they watch their other products or like, you know? No, they don't. Like, I don't don't. I don't think I they watch, them, you know, like if, I'm, if I was LeBron, I don't think, would you watch the Knicks play? Would, I would watch every team play because those are my competitions. I don't think they watch competition or even know what their competition is doing or try to capitalize, you know, it's certain things they could have capitalized off a long time ago. And they never have,
0: you know? Yeah, When I, I interviewed the good brothers, that's what they told me. They said, you're in this WWE bubble because the schedule is so It's so combined now. Obviously, with COVID, we can't really blame the schedule because they're all in one place, yeah. But they're all in this little bubble, and that's the problem with Vince McMahon during the Monday Night Wars when it was the best time to be a wrestling fan. Everybody was paying attention to everybody else, but now Vince thinks there really is no competition, and he's got to watch himself because as much as AEW's roster is oversaturated, they have stronger storylines. Their storyline, you know, you know, also became the problem. You got to imagine being the only uh king on the
1: mountain for like 10 years. It's true, you get complacent, you get lazy. You're right, you're yeah. right. He's the only king on the mountain for how long? And then, oh, here comes these other guys out of nowhere. So now they're scared. Now they're like, oh, we gotta, they're doubling down. They're trying to figure things out now. They're fidgety, you know? And that's how I feel. Now they're fidgeting, you know? Oh, we gotta make this happen. Oh, we got, you know, and um, when you, when that becomes a problem, they got too complacent, like you said, and that becomes a problem, you know? Too, too comfortable. They just gotta, maybe, Read some letters from fans. I don't know. Read that some emails, man.
0: Open up your email it's, account. Open
1: your emails, man. It's. I know there are fans out there that have wrote storylines for these guys. That probably be tremendous. And these guys just like, you know, throw them out. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But I wish that WWE would make stars instead of using the same guys over and over. You know, like Chad Gable. Chad Gable could be a fucking star. Okay. He could be a star, but, but you underutilize him, and then you put him in stupid storylines. Shorty G, the worst thing so, ever. Oh, I hate I hate Shorty <laughs> G. I don't understand why you didn't make Chad Gable Kurt Angle's son instead of Jason Jordan. Oh, Jason Jordan was a washout. I hated that fucking guy. It didn't make yes, but it, it, see, all of that didn't make any sense. Once again, they just hey, let's do this. It seems like they just jump into stuff like, hey, I got this idea Word, Let's do it, let's make it happen. You know, that I don't, I don't know. These guys are, I don't like I said, I give them two years. I give them WWE two more years. And then after that, I think they will be taken over.
0: <clears throat> I, there I will actually be don't disagree my, with you. I think two years, I-
1: there will be a new sheriff
0: in town. All right. Well, speaking of new sheriffs in town, people that have grown. So now we've gone through Impact. We've graded them. We've gone through WWE. We we got frustrated and we graded them. Now we're moving on. AEW, they have been probably the brightest spot in the last year of what yes. they've accomplished and what they've done. Now, mind you, I do have some, some frustrations of my own that I want to get out. Mm-hmm. But I'll take the reins on this one. I'll give the floor to you. My frustrations are this right now. They literally are taking everybody. They're oversaturating the roster. I'm a big fan of women's wrestling, and I love what they're doing with the women's division, but I still think the wrong face, which is Britt Breaker, is the wrong face. I don't think she should be the face of the division. I think that somebody like my former guest and fantastic human being, Thunder Rosa, the NWA women's champion, should be doing a lot more matches than she's been doing. I also believe that Everything they're doing with Naya, Naya Rose is being completely underutilized. They have a gold mine there. Yes, okay. Some people may not like it. That's a transgender. That's your opinion. I don't yeah. care. But I think she is a power fucking house. And having Vicky Guerrero as her mouthpiece is nothing oh. short of fucking genius. Genius. But then again, we have Cody Rhodes taking so much time and Tony Khan doing exactly what Eric Bischoff did. They just want to take fucking shots instead of focusing on the goddamn product. John Moxley is a great champion, but there's a lot better out there. I don't think he should have held the title as long as he has. Mm-hmm. And I also think that Brian Cage and Lance Archer are way better front runners for that company right now as to what they're doing and how they're showing off. But because the roster is so oversaturated, they can't do anything right. So for me, as far as I'm concerned, AEW gets an A for the roster and how great the matches are and the storylines are. They get an F for, for Tony wrote for Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes because of how they're underutilizing the talent you've hired too many people you're trying to save too many people's jobs and put too much money in pockets and I commend you for that but yes. you have to stop hiring people
1: yes you know what uh I wish I had the button I'd give you a low down and dirty <laughs> oh that was great I and I can't be mad at anything you said. You explained it perfectly. Everything you said was great, nailed it, because it is the truth. Uh, they're more trying to take shots at anything. They have too many people always saturating it. Um, then, then the guys you do have, <clears throat> you don't utilize them right. Um, John Moxley shouldn't be the champ right now. For me, someone else should be the champ. They should have kind of gotten over that uh the tnt title thing didn't like that that happened that cody comes back changes the hair color comes back i didn't like that at all because i like the dark order the whole brody lee thing i love them um so for me aw i will give them an a for the roster but like you said an f for everything else because i think they they have some good storylines but they have a lot of dropped storylines they have sure. tons of drop storylines. They have, uh, I don't know, man. It's a lot of stuff that you just, but no, another thing I do like about them is if you watch AEW and then you watch b and Elite, you will always be caught up. You won't never be out of the loop kind of. So I kind of like that part of it too. You know, I do like the comedy part of it, they things. Um, but like for me, sometimes it's just overbearing. Like the Eddie Kingston and John Moxie thing. I don't like it. You know, it's kind of overbearing to me. Maybe I'm just not an Eddie Kingston fan. He seems like this overbearing guy. I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Um, I think it's time, been time for Moxie to give up that title. It's been time. You know, Um, Archer, I don't mind. Um, I love Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is my number one favorite wrestler of all time. So for him to be over there and doing what he's doing, always putting someone over, it's fine for me. Orange Cassidy is one of my favorite So like I said, all these wrestlers are great for me. Um, I do, I cannot, I don't want to say they're doing bad because they are a one-year company and they have done a lot good. You know, they've done a lot, uh, I say good than bad, more good than bad, you know? But for the most part, I would say, I I love AEW, you know? Bo hates me because I'd be like, yo, they can't do no wrong in my eyes.
0: The wrestling mm-hmm. is top tier. It really is. Yes. It, the Storylines fuck up. The matches make up for it. Yeah. Yes. They really do. They're People artistry. Do. Artistry,
1: emotion. Like uh, they're having a tournament. The tournament, to me, the brackets don't make sense. But those are going to be great matches. Like you have Phoenix versus Pentagon. I don't want that to happen because that's probably my second favorite tag team of all time. And it's them, so I don't want that to happen. But. It's going to make a great, great match that people have never seen before, but that people have wanted to see forever, you know, so I cannot be mad at anything they do, you know, I look at it like they're checking out the bugs and taking out the kinks and stuff, you know, but a lot of those guys aren't signed too. You know, a lot of those guys are just free agents and all of that, but they do get up, I do give them a thumbs up on the jobbers, you know. Doing a great job with the jobbers, man. I even know the jobbers' names. You know, like WWE, the jobbers don't have names. They don't even have music.
0: Yeah, it's true. You actually just see them in the ring and then the other guy comes out, that's true. Yeah. All right. But I actually had a, I've had a couple of jobbers on my show. Daniel Garcia. Right oh, wow. Down. He was on my show. Fantastic human being, a uh, great guy. You would like him a lot, man, because he is just, and his hip hop knowledge, like him and I are both well, hip hop heads. Bro, I can tell you that whole, go back and listen to that episode, man. When he talks about all the stuff that's going on in Buffalo right now, it's no joke. Don't sleep on Buffalo. They got some guys coming up.
1: Coming yeah, up, okay? uh,
0: Griselda. Griselda. Yes, 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 exactly. So you can't sleep on Buffalo. You can't sleep on Toronto a little bit because everybody just says we have Drake, and I'm not a Drake fan. I fucking hate Drake, actually. I think he should stick to really? singing, not rapping, because everything sounds exactly the same. But that's I think just he's beautiful, cool. man. I think that guy's magical, man. <laughs> well, you
1: know, to each their own. I think Drake is magical. Drake reminds me of like, I don't know, something magnificent's about to happen. He's like, I don't know.
0: Does both agree Drake, with man. you on Drake?
1: No, nah, he doesn't, he doesn't. So, he doesn't so, really listen. He listens to more of old school music. I'm the same way, man. Listen, 90s you know, hip
0: hop, 2000s hip hop, we were nah, spoiled. We, we don't even- spoiled.
1: We No, nah, we listen to more of like our mom's music.
0: Okay, Motown? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm a Temptations fan myself. I love the Temptations. I love me some Otis Redding. Okay? Don't get me wrong. Okay? Otis Redding's my guy. Come on. Come on. Definitely. 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 I'm an old soul like you guys, okay? I'm old Yeah, that's it.
1: Old souls, man. That's mostly what we listen to. We try to uh, keep up with that stuff. Because I realize the new music is a little reckless and a little different, so.
0: It's... it's, Come on, man. Pop
1: star? But I do want to do a... Do you watch battle rap? I hate to digress.
0: Uh, you know what? I've caught a few. I'm not going to say I'm on 100% with that. I'm not. But I've caught a few. And what I have seen, I enjoyed. I did enjoy it. All right. It. Well, I wanted to do an episode
1: because a lot of people don't even realize that. Battle rappers love wrestling. Actually, and it is
0: promo skill 101.
1: Yes, they love wrestling. So I wanted to do an episode on all battle rap bars dealing with wrestling.
0: I'm down. You guys want to yeah. have me on down. I will be there. We're going to do it. We're going to do that. We got to make that happen. Exclusive guys, it's coming. It's coming. The it's coming. Man. Hero, heels part 2. Definitely. All right. So Definitely. we're going to set that up. But AEW, we've talked about it all. So honestly and truly, let's go fast forward to the 2 year kind of bracket that you gave. In mm-hmm. 2 years, you said you think WWE is going to go under if they don't change the landscape. I agree with you. So if there's going to be a new sheriff in town, a new king of the mountain, Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Impact? Scott Demore at the helm or is it going to be AEW with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes at the helm? Who do you see at the King of the Mountain? Neither. Neither. Really? It's going to be it's going to be New Japan. Okay. I'm going I'm, gonna, I'm going to New Japan. Okay.
1: Because New Japan just got a new president. Uh I think a new president or whatever and he was the president of New Japan in America. New Japan everybody wants to go to New Japan. Everybody goes there. It doesn't matter who the wrestler is, they always put on great matches, they always have good stories. I got to say New Japan. I would this is who I would like to be bigger. New Japan. I would like them to be the main gun come 20 2022 or 2023.
0: Well, wow. I mean 2000 and 2018 Alpha versus Omega. I mean that storyline spoke for itself. That was the first time I've ever watched. That me too. That was uh, when New I Japan. I tuned into New Japan at that point. Yeah. I've nice. never I've
1: never watched New Japan. I never knew any of these guys, Okada or Kent, I don't, I didn't know any of these guys. Uh, good brother, Bo told me about Kenny Omega. I didn't know Kenny Omega was. I didn't even know who the bullet club was, but we watched it. I was like, Oh, it's amazing. I don't see how more people don't really I understand how they don't tune in because it's overseas or wherever, but I I hope these guys become number one. I don't see AEW becoming number one because of the roster, you know, um, impact. A little too small you know just too small but i think impact will still won't go anywhere impact won't go anywhere they you know um maybe ring of honor i don't understand why they aren't you know a little bigger i'm not sure
0: well that's because of years of bad company runnings i mean the worst mind in wrestling i don't give a shit what anybody says the worst mind in wrestling held that company for seven years and that's jim oh, Cornette. Wow. Jim oh, wow! That, and he yes, also it, destroyed guys like Kevin Owens. There would be no Kevin Owens. Kevin, yeah. If, if Jim Cornette had his way, there would be no Marty scroll. There would be none of these guys. If Jim mm. Cornette had had his way, because everyone that came out of there, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Jim Cornette berated them, insulted them, said that they would never be who they are. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm a Kevin Owens guy. I'm rocking the shirt right now. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Owens is hands down. One of the most, one of the most fantastic wrestlers, and the fact that his arsenal is shrunken down because of the WWE bullshit that they can't do this and can't do that is insulting. Kevin Owens deserves to be in the title picture. Not necessarily always have a strap on him, but always be there. Yeah, always- and that's a, but, but that, that goes back
1: to what we were saying, how they have talent, but they don't know what to do with them. Like, once again, uh, I'll tell you, uh, like AEW, you have Lance Archer, you have Moxley, and you have all these guys, they're not in the championship picture, but they're around it. Same as, uh, whereas WWE should be doing this. You know me. Daddy, tell me. Yes, go in there with your mother. I'm sorry.
0: That's all good. My daughter interrupts me all, My four-year-old interrupts me all the time. We good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, about it. I don't know what she was saying. She <laughs> told me to come.
0: Oh, she wants you to see whatever she's done you gotta go yeah and it's pro- when you walk around the corner it's probably gonna be she wrote she put some crayon on the fridge so you'll be cleaning oh, no 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 they, they don't do that uh they're not you know they take they make tents in the
1: living room out of the whole couch
0: all the Ford you know. stuff yeah I yeah might yeah they do that see, there we go dad, like dad, i said uh, talking dad life <laughs> yeah, yeah dad life definitely <laughs> sorry man
1: well yeah wwe they should be Putting him around, at least around the picture, you know, around it, you know, at least around the United States title, around the intercontinental title, around something, you know. Um, I just don't know what they these guys do. They they give the title to a person and they let it sit there. You know, like Shinsuke had the, the intercontinental title, but you didn't know he had it. Or the, was it the US title? It was one of them, but you didn't even know he had the title. Who cares? Like say they were Otis. Otis has the suitcase. No one cares. No one cares. And my thing is, they make mistakes before they even think about it, because they didn't think that, hey, Otis is gonna be our next champ. So can Otis beat Roman? Is that what you're telling me? No. No, Otis can't. Why? This is the things they could have done. They could have taken the suitcase and tagged them, um, um, cashed them in for the tag team titles. It would have put a different aspect on the, on the suitcase for the future.
0: That's true. It, it, I believe if one half, that's actually not, that's a great idea. If one half of a tag team wins the suitcase, yes. the tag team should be able to cash in for a tag team title shot. That makes yes. sense. That suitcase should be allowed to be utilized for any title. any. Yes. Title.
1: And this is the thing we're talking about. They don't know how to utilize what they have the best of their ability. You know, like if you don't want to make Otis a champion, if you don't want to make, if you see you made a mistake, try to correct your mistake as best as your ability. But I don't think WWE does that. They don't care. It Seems like these guys don't care.
0: They don't care because they're getting all of our you know our 99 a month, right? As long as that keeps rolling through, as long as we keep feeding them, they'll know the Knicks. It's like the
1: Knicks. To me, WWE are like the Knicks. They have all these great players and all these great pieces, but as long as we keep going, nothing would change. As long as we keep going to the garden, nothing changed. We keep buying these jerseys, nothing to change.
0: You know, they'll keep giving us trash. Yep. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. It's the same way for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan. And for years, the Red Sox were a joke. And then they, they had a fantastic last 20 years winning, you know, four major league championships. And now they're revamping again. This year was a joke, shortened season, COVID, whatever. Same thing with the NBA. Once we lost, uh, I'm a Raptors fan. Of course, you know, we, the North. Yeah. Once we lost um, Kawhi Leonard, we didn't really gain another superstar. Now, granted, we had a great, we had a great playoff run. I didn't actually see us getting out of the second round, but that was a great, that was probably- that was great. Favorite series, favorite series of the playoffs. I was right. actually going Toronto right. away. There you go. And I, Toronto, though, it, it pains me that we didn't go further, but even if we had, and we had hit, um, you know, Miami, we would have, Miami would have swept us in four. I firmly believe that. No, nah, I don't think way, so. Another level. I don't think so. Really? For me, I don't think so. I think Toronto had the
1: toughness. It had the grit. They actually have people who will knock you the hell over, That's whereas true. a lot of these, a lot of these other teams are soft. My uh, Toronto played together, my before Kawhi Leonard, that team with Toronto was there already. That's true. With Kawhi Leonard, so a lot of these guys already know each other. You know, they only missed two pieces: Kawhi Leonard, and Danny Green.
0: That's true. That was it. And look at, look so, at Danny Green now. Danny Green now is a three-time champion with three different teams. What a guy, man! He lucked out. He did. of course. Some people he did. luck out. Look at Robert
1: Ory. lucks out. Oh, he lucked out.
0: Don't even get me started on Robert Ory. What he did to Steve Nash back in the day when it was the Spurs and Phoenix. Don't even get me. Started. Robert Ory is one of the worst basketball players in the history of the world. I don't give a shit what he. Yeah, I'm a not dirty, a fan of him. Either. Dirty player. I don't. I don't respect dirty players. A lot of these guys look out. Absolutely. I mean, I'm happy that Anthony Anthony Davis won for sure. I love him. I think it's great. I, I definitely think with all the money he has, he could do something with the eyebrow, but that's his choice. That's his life. That's his life choice. I gotta give. I'm gonna give you a lowdown and dirty
1: again oh man i got to just get it waxed bro it's, it's yes, good same here same here with me i'm like just i don't know cut it yeah. Go to the chinese ladies real quick they can fix it you no, no. they got laser surgery they got laser surgery for that now
0: just fix it bro it's all i mean you're a champion now like you the monkey's off your back you got it you you reached the peak. Yeah. please just do it like lebron james got hair transplants he won't admit it but he did i know he did yeah you could see <laughs> you could see. You Anthony Davis doesn't want to cut the Muppet eyebrows. I get it. Maybe that's his good luck charm. Maybe he grew it out when he was in high school and maybe that's how he got to where he was. Maybe he's like, yo, if I shave this, I'm never going to reach the NBA. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe.
0: Well, Kenneth, this has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. We talked about so much. And I can't wait uh, till we can do it again. I'm definitely down for that battle rap episode. Oh, left- I am left-
1: I'm working on that battle rap episode now. I'm working on it. You know, it's a lot of homework of course of course a lot of homework so i'm working on that now but uh yeah five o'clock actually five o'clock today i'm actually
0: watching a battle watching like maybe 10 battles nice okay. yeah I'm, yeah I'm, I go I'm actually a big fan of the movie bodied bodied is one of the best battle rap movies that there is because it's, it's- okay but it's you know what it, it's bias you know i just but it's produced by like one of the Battle rap icons in Eminem. I mean Ooh. Eminem cut his teeth in battle rap. Nah. Come on now. Uh, the guys that were in it to me
1: are better than Eminem. I'm sorry. I don't I'm not a, I've never been an Eminem fan.
0: Okay, right, fair enough. And, and and there's no bias I think, about
1: that. The, all right. The thing with Eminem to me is I think Eminem's lyrically nice, but I just I've I've been one of those people I can't really um I don't really I can't I don't know the word. Can't relate. Yes, can I relate to it? You know, I can't relate to it. So for the most part, I'm not saying he's garbage, I just can't relate to his music. Fair you enough. Know? I think Eminem's brilliant, but the other battle rappers that were in it, I personally know those guys, so it was a little different for me. Okay,
0: you fair. Know, enough. Like,
1: uh, Loaded Lux and The Hollows and, you know, know those guys, you know, they live not too far from us.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah, So oh, for sure. I mean, do you remember Freestyle, remember Freestyle Fridays? Yeah, okay. it was up the block at 106 Park, right? Fantastic show. Great show. I was a big fan. There were so many guys that came out of there. I mean, there was Whiteout that came out of there. Jin, I still remember that line. Your girl's got my egg and dumplings in your mouth. It's like, come on, oh, that's man. just fucking genius. Dang. Yeah.
1: But I didn't know, Um, I think, I think with Eminem, he, he's, he is probably the greatest battler of all time. The greatest. There is no one who could probably out-freestyle him ever, 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 ever. ever. Like, I've, and I've I listened to rap my whole life. There's nobody that got freestyle Eminem.
0: Yeah, it's you not soul. the Same way, like my friend. I've been into hip hop since my my sister got me into it when I was in grade one, and she was in grade eight. And she showed me that I'm gonna age myself right now. So just you know, don't be a monster, <laughs> I'm gonna age myself. But she showed me that your backbone slide, Michael Frost West, and that me, <laughs> was what hooked me because he's a Canadian guy. And then from there, I branched out. I got me. I got into everything from uh, Tupac, Wu Tang. I mean, like I said, in the '90s, in my opinion, in the '90s, we were spoiled with hip hop. The stories that yes. were told and the lyric ability that was there is untouchable. And uh, you know, big up to one of my guilty pleasure rap songs from the '90s, Capadonna Run. I mean, yeah. Oh man, definitely. Oh man, definitely. What? Definitely. They don't. Your, boy, he, your he boys has got, yes. got
1: some layers. Yes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the whole Wu-Tang, all of them, man. You got to come to the city now, man. We got to show you some things, man. You got to come to the city.
0: I man. got, you know what? When the borders open up, I'm going to hit you guys up, and we're going to do it Definitely, for man. for a weekend. Definitely. And then you got to come to Toronto so I can show you a little bit of something. I, we don't mind. We don't mind. All right, my friend. Let's get that together. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Please help me welcome, uh, thank my special guest today, Kenneth Stone, one half of the Dirty Heels for coming on Straight Talk today. I'm blessed to have you, sir. I'm blessed to know you. I'm blessed to call you a colleague and now call you a friend. And that's that's the big part about it is building relationships in this business.
1: Definitely, we we love and we, trust me, we admire you so, so much. You like one of the reasons we go hard. There are a lot of people that we shout out all the time, but we make sure we shout you out all the time, 24 seven. We make sure that we watch you. We just, we really appreciate you. Trust me, we appreciate you just as much. You know, much,
0: much love. I appreciate you guys as well. Like I said, I think you guys are fantastic. You're hilarious. You're honest, you're real and you're raw. You're like me. That's why I call the podcast straight talk wrestling. Cause everything I say yes. is 100 straight up. Yes. That's it. 100, 100 straight up. I love it. You got, you got to get that on the show. You got to get that copy wrote for you. you gotta, I got it. I, I got to do it. I got to do it. You got to right. trademark that. You got to. I'm going to trademark that for sure. <laughs> All right, my friend, you go enjoy the rest of your day. Tell your, tell your missus. Thank you for giving me the time. Go enjoy your kids, and I can't wait. And next time you tell both that he better get his ass on his damn show, because we got, got one again. <laughs> got you, big brother. Got you. All right. I thank okay, you. I appreciate you. Too. Yeah, man. From the six. Hey guys, it's your host, your boy George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Roadsport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for twenty-five years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease of financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call. 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. RoadSport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore straight talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com.